welcome to Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. Here, each week we engage in candid conversations with Nate, focusing in on some of the subjects brought up in the Sunday morning teaching shared at Mountain Life Calvary Chapel. Singing in public is not everybody's favorite thing to do. Why does God call us to sing songs of praise to Him in the presence of other people? Is public singing of praise to God an important part of our relationship with Him, or is it something we can avoid? In this episode of Unscripted, we discuss the importance and benefit of singing public praise to God. Let's join the discussion now. Hey, Nate, welcome. Welcome to everybody who's listening in on Unscripted with Pastor Nate Morris. And we are going to question Pastor Nate about his teaching from Sunday today. That sounds intense. Yeah, it's like the police reached out to me and they wanted me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, these are just going to be questions to dig in a little bit deeper. I I think we talked about it before, but one of the things I love about this podcast is just giving people a chance to hear from their pastor and just hear a little bit more behind the scenes of who he is and how God leads him in these teachings that he shares with us on Sunday mornings. And uh, so we always like to do a little lead-in question. And and the topic uh, really of this teaching, even though we're going through Ephesians 5, it was really centered in on uh, singing praise, singing worship, and and uh, together with other people, uh, even specifically. And so my leading question for you, Nate, is have you ever had someone sing a song to you, or have you ever sang a song to someone? Have I? I know you used to be in a band. Yeah. Did you ever write a song for somebody or sing a song to say, or did that ever happen where somebody sang a song specifically to you or you sang a song to somebody? I mean, happy birthday, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had that sung to me a few times. Um, I don't think that anybody's written a song to me or sang a song to me in that sense of like directly at me. Um, when I was in the band, I wrote a couple songs for my wife and sang those. You I did? did. Yep. Yeah, a... Did you sing them to her? Uh, yes. I don't think that I sang them by myself to her. I think it was like with the band and I said, this is to my wife type of thing. But Did you know, did she know it was to her? Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, there was a couple. Did she like it? I think so. I, you could ask her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she told you she yeah, did. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I, why did you do that? Why did you write those songs to her? Um, so songwriting is an interesting thing. Cause you kind of write like, at least for myself, when I was writing songs, I haven't written a song in decades over a decade at least. But when you're writing songs, it's like artwork. It's like you're, you're expressing something from your heart. And so mm-hmm. I was, when I was writing songs, I was writing songs, Actually, I wrote one song to a person that was not a. It was not. It was. It wasn't that it wasn't a very. It wasn't a very nice song, but they didn't know it was about them, and it was expressing my frustration <laughs> with them. <laughs> did you mention no, their I name? I did not in mention the song their or? name, and they never knew about it. I, I just remembered this though. There's one song that I wrote that was like definitely like just a frustration with a specific person and processing that. You kind of write from the heart, huh. you know, when you write when you write uh-huh. songs, and so I, I wrote songs to God. 
I wrote songs to my wife. I wrote songs about things that I was thinking and feeling and going through. Um, so, but I, I haven't written in a long time in, in that sense, like in writing songs, but um, yeah. Was there a response you were hoping to elicit from your wife through that song? Or was it just merely just you expressing your feelings? I don't think I was looking for a response necessarily. I think it was just, I was writing and this is kind of what came out and just kind of that kind of heartfelt expression, if you will. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. The, uh, I think that fits in nicely with kind of our topic of, of singing praise to God. I remember I wrote a song for my wife when we were just dating. Um, it was because I was broke. I had no money to buy her a birthday present. <laughs> okay. So I wrote her nice. a song. It's pretty no, weak, that's, She probably but, liked yeah. the song more than she would have a birthday present. So that's awesome. Well, she did end up marrying me. Yeah. So I don't know if that was why, but. Did you sing the song to her at the wedding? No, <laughs> it was not worth okay. it. It was pretty, pretty cheesy little song. Um, yeah. So like, that's kind of cool. I think though, just how that correlates, you know, with us singing praise to God and singing to him. Um, like, do, are we expecting a response from him or are we just sharing our heart with him when we sing? And so, uh, we're, we'll get into this a little bit more, but I'm also interested in uh, what what kind of worship and singing praise have you experienced in church over the years? It, it seems like you've been involved in a few different styles of churches and stuff. What what have you seen? What have you been a part of in your past? Yeah. Um, I you know most of the churches that I've been a part of were kind of um, from like the, the worship style had come out of the kind of the praise and worship, you know, of the, the nineties kind of into today. So most of it was contemporary kind of at the time, modern worship. Um, okay. But, you know, I, I've seen lots of different things we had, a, we were talking about this as a staff the other day and my wife was saying, I didn't even know this, but she was saying that she had actually gone to a church where they clucked like a chicken in there. <laughs> she was like talking about how weirded out she was by that. And I was like, I thought, I thought she was joking at first. Cause I was like, like act, people actually do that, but I guess they do. Um, and uh, I've seen some interesting things when I visited different churches, but for the most part, it's been kind of that, you know, guitar and vocals and piano and those types of things. Um, I have visited, you know, family members, churches where it was kind of the organ and hymnal. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I've been in some that were kind of hyper charismatic where there's a lot of expression and some of it a little bit. Okay made me a little bit uncomfortable with with some of the lengths to which people would do things but it wasn't clucking like chickens so <laughs> yeah um, yeah but i would and then i've honestly i've um having been in at what was a punk rock band um there was a lot of very different worship in the types of concerts that we would play at and go to and it wasn't a worship service like a church worship service but i mean we were playing with um lots of bands that were worshiping God through their music and singing. Mm -hmm. And some of it was way different than what you might think or experience, like expect in church. Like the, the full, like the, uh, when I was really, when I was in this band, it was kind of like during the, the emo moment. If you remember that, like the late nineties, mm -hmm. early two thousands. And 
emo was big and hardcore music was big um and screamo was big where it was like it's like kind of this yeah so there was worship that was like that <laughs> you know <laughs> so but it wasn't necessarily like that wasn't necessarily like corporate worship you know everybody kind of singing the same chorus together um but yeah. but I, i've experienced a pretty good variety i would say what is uh you're our lead pastor we have a worship pastor at mountain life as well um what is your view of, or like, how, how do you get the direction for our worship? Is that something that you just leave up to our, our worship pastor, JD, or is that something that you speak in, you and he together discuss that, like what worship will be like? How's that done at our church? Yeah. You know, we've changed things over the years. I feel like, um, at this point, JD and I, JD's our worship pastor, we really get each other and kind of know each other's heart for what, what we would like to see done. And he knows my heart for it. And, um, and I think he, for the most part, operates within that uh, just automatically. But then there's times when we talk about it. So for example, this past Sunday, we switched things up and did more worship at the end than at the beginning of the service, um, because it was a response mm -hmm. to the message, you know. Um, there's times where we have something totally different at the end, or we kind of mix things up, or maybe there's times when I ask him to do a specific song. Um, there's been seasons where we go through in advance and I kind of show him what the, the song, what the messages are going to be about, uh, kind of weeks and even months in advance. And he then kind of takes that and, and prays about it and looks at what the, what, what songs might fit with that theme and kind of continue to encourage the retention of the word of God as we leave. Um, it looks mm -hmm. different in different seasons for sure, but I'll tell you it's, you know, when, when I first got, um, to mountain life, it was, um, the, the church used to be called Calvary Chapel Vale Valley. And we had, um, two morning services. And the first one was like an acoustic, um, kind of it, it's, it was almost like the difference between a traditional and a contemporary service a little bit when we first got here. Mm -hmm. So the first service, didn't have drums. It was like a box drum with um, like a couple musicians and acoustic kind of set, more quiet and reflective a little bit. And then the second service was drums and big and kind of more loud, kind of like what we do now. Mm. Um, and I came in and I was like, you know what? Why are we doing this? Why do we do that? Like, not it was a bad thing. It was just like, why, why is it that we do this like this? Well, some people like the quieter thing and some people like the louder thing. And I'm like, well, I get that, but really it's not so much about what people like as much as, um, how we're worshiping God together. And let's, let's set a, a singular vision for what we're doing as a church and how we're worshiping and where we're going and, um, really kind of honed that in a little bit. And, you know, like uh, there's a, one of our kind of core values at mountain life is we're for anyone, but not for everyone. <laughs> and what that, what that means is like, we are all in for anyone who wants to be a part of what God's doing at our church and anyone and everyone is welcome. Um, but there are people that don't really like the way that we do things. They're just not going to like it. We, we're not going to be the, the hymnal, you know, church where you're in the, in the aisles and you pull the, the hymnal out and um, you read the hymn on page 173 and that's okay. There are people that, that love that and worship to that. And mm -hmm. that's awesome and amazing. And I love experiencing that from time to time. Um, but that's not the vision that God's given us for our fellowship. And so, um, 
so really we kind of, that was probably six years ago. We really kind of honed in like, okay, Lord, what do you have for our fellowship? Who are we and what is our identity as a, a, a church? And what does that look like expressed in worship? And we really kind of went through and nailed that down the vision for what we're doing. And then I feel like that vision has kind of now caught on and now we're walking in that vision, if that makes sense. Um, in yeah. terms of how, how we, how we facilitate and encourage worship on Sunday mornings. So. Yeah. And, and so you said encourage worship and um, I know your guys very well and I know your hearts and stuff, but not everybody may know that. And there could be questions that come up that people may have of like uh, the way we use our lights or the, the haze uh, that captures the lights better, you know, um, uh, making it dark uh, in the room when we, when we have worship and stuff. And there's so many different opinions out there and stuff. And they, a lot of times I, I've heard people, uh, I haven't heard it at our church, but I've heard people out there um, talk about those kinds of things as being a way to try and um, like force emotion, uh, like trying to get people emotionally, um, I don't know, affected and that it's not really, uh, our goal isn't to worship God. Our goal is to make people feel emotional and stuff. Um, what, where is that? Is, is emotion, should it not be part of worship? It should it be part of worship? Like I grew up in a church body that was <laughs> like, it was very stoic, very no emotion involved, no hand raising, none of that stuff. Um, you know, at our church that you'll see people raising their hands, you'll see people on their knees, you'll see people jumping, you know, like it doesn't get, you know, no, no swinging the chandeliers or clucking like chicken, yeah. but you know, like people, it, it looks like they are emotionally connected yeah. with the worship. Like, is that okay? Is yeah. that, how do you feel about all yeah. of that? So I think that there's kind of two different things there that we're, that you're, you're covering that I think are important when we talk about worship, because you're right. Some people might come in and be like, wait, the room's all dark. Uh, during worship, at least, we, we, we dim the lights and there's a big LED screen and there's lights and there's fog machines and it's uh, the atmosphere is kind of like a concert a little bit, you know? Um, and the, you know, we've had uh, different times, you know, I've heard people look at that style of worship and label it a performance and, um, mm. say that it, that's not the way that it should be and those types of things. And, and to that, I would just answer like, you know, well, yes, it is a performance. We are all together performing for an audience of one, um, you know, mm. that, like we are worshiping the living God. And, um, and, and I think that you can take something that is solely an organ in the middle of a room with light streaming in through the stained glass windows. And that could be more of a performance and less worship than, Incense. <laughs> and incense, and incense, yeah, whatever, smoke. yeah, and that could be yeah. more of a performance yeah. and less worship than than what we might have at our church on a Sunday morning. Now, um, I think a lot of it comes down to the heart with which you come and approach your worship to the Lord, and and if your heart is focused on the wrong things, then it will just be a performance. It will just be lip service, right? Um, but that's not what God wants. God doesn't want lip service. He wants us to worship Him 
um, in spirit and in truth with worship should be from the heart. Um, just as we read in the verse this week that, you know, we're singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. That's the desire. And um, so when you come in and it looks like lights and smoke and those types of things, some people might be critical of that um, because that to them isn't what they grew up with or are used to. And that's okay to, to have something that's different than what you grew up in, with and are used to. That doesn't mean it's wrong. Uh, what you grew up with and, and are used to isn't what Paul the Apostle was used to in, in his church services. You know, usually might have been a cappella because they only had, you know, 20 people sitting around in a room and they sang psalms, you know, that they knew or whatever it might have been. So I think we have to be really careful about criticizing style of things. Um, really what matters is the substance and what is the substance? Are we worshiping God from our heart and is that our desire? Now at our church, we dim the lights and we have the music fairly loud and we have it set up to enable you to kind of not be so concerned about everything that's going on around you. You know, I love, I love for people to sing loud. And when the music's loud, you feel a lot more comfortable singing loud <laughs> because the person next to you isn't going to hear quite mm -hmm. every off note that you might sing if you're not the best singer in the world. Um, and I think that the lights and the smoke and those types of things, I mean, people can get critical if they want, but isn't it the same thing as a, as a stained glass window in a, an old church building where the lights filtering in through the colored glass you know, you walk in and you think this is something, it kind of stirs your emotions in a sense, doesn't it? I mean, who's ever walked into um, one of these amazing cathedrals in Europe and walked in, you walk into there and you have a feeling that kind of like overwhelms you almost. Um, and it, those things were created with a heart to honor God. And they were created with the, the, the purpose of um, helping to display the glory of God, if you will. And so, I mean, when we get into style, yeah. we're missing the point. What's what's the substance? And that's really, I think, what the second thing that you talked about is um, is emotion. And is it okay to be kind of emotional in worship? And I, I guess my thought with that is we don't want to be only emotional. But when you think about worshiping God, the the God who spoke the universe into existence, the God who holds the universe in his hand and is currently actively holding all things together and all of it exists because of him. And that same God loved you enough to die in your place on the cross. I don't know how you can help but be emotional about that when you're worshiping God. Like I come in and I start singing mm -hmm. songs and sometimes a lyric will just knock me off. You know, like I'll come in and I might not have my, I might not have my heart in worship when I first get there, but but I'll be singing it, and there's just a line in a song that really just like knocks me mm -hmm. off my feet, and it's like, oh my gosh, God, you are so good. I can't believe how gracious you are, and how loving you are, and how powerful you are, and it stirs up emotion. And but you know that's that's yeah. a good thing. We should worship Him in spirit and in truth. And even this verse that we looked at this week in Ephesians five, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Yes, we worship him with our minds, but he wants us to love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, everything that we are. And that includes our emotions as well as our intellect. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think 
we can see people who are over emotional in worship. We can see people who buy into hyper emotionalism and maybe the, the chicken cluckers are those people. <laughs> I don't know, but, um, but I, I think that if we go to the other extreme, we're missing out on the, what God intended, which is worshiping him with all of our heart. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it should be real. Yeah. And it's, uh, you just think about like, if you, if there was a football player that you just loved, you know, he's your favorite football player or you're an actor or actress, you know, that you just love their work and, and you walked into a room and they were there at the coffee shop yeah. or something <laughs> like you would be like, oh, you know, you'd, you'd have a response right. to that. And to think that we're going to come into the presence of the living God and that not have some kind of an emotional response yeah. to that would be silly. I talked with a lady from our church a couple of weeks ago that she said that she was embarrassed because she cries almost all the time during worship and she feels so bad about that. And I was just trying to help her like, well, why do you cry? She's like, it's just so powerful. It's just like, I'm not sad or anything, but it's just so powerful. I'm like, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's, that's amazing. You know, it's like, you're experiencing the reality of worshiping the living God. Yeah. So the, the style stuff is, is, is so ridiculous. I don't, I think I told you about this before, but I played guitar at a church for the first time, a old Lutheran church. And, uh, people got so mad. The music director, he asked me to do it, to yeah. lead worship with a guitar. We had this huge, beautiful, multi-million dollar pipe organ that he always played. And he asked me to lead with guitar one time and people were really upset. <laughs> and he, uh, he came into my office the next day. I was all bummed out. And he was like, Hey, I, I want you to read this letter. And the letter was, uh, all this is like, I can't believe you allowed that devil's instrument into the, oh, man. the sanctuary of God and, and just going on and on and on about the instrument and how evil it is and all of this stuff. And, and I, I was like, well, thanks. Thanks a lot for yeah, sharing right. that with really me. Encouraging. <laughs> really <laughs> brightened up my day. And uh, he told me, he said, you know, when that letter was written and I said, I'm guessing last night, and he said it was written in the 1500s when they brought the organ into church. Oh. And he said that it was a, a carnival instrument before that. And when they first brought it into the church and started using it for church music, everybody thought it was a devil's instrument. Right. And, and so, you know, <laughs> 500 years later, the guitar is the devil's instrument. You know, it's just like, um, it's so funny how people get caught up with stuff like that. But like you said, you know, it, what matters is where your heart is for sure. Um, what about people who say it's important to worship God, but I don't like singing. Mm -hmm. And so I worship God in other ways besides mm -hmm. singing, but I don't sing. Yeah. I, I don't personally get that cause I love to sing, but that doesn't really matter. I, I know that there are people who don't enjoy singing and I know that there are actually people who don't enjoy music. Um, and so that's a, it's a, it's a challenging thing, but here's what I would say is that the scriptures actually give us a command to sing. It, it tells us, I mean, even this verse that we're looking at, that we should be filled with the spirit. And as we're filled with the spirit, we are commanded to speak to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And so I think that 
Um, I, while I understand that, I think that sometimes we're required and called to sacrifice to the Lord. And so even if you don't feel like singing, um, this is what we're called to do as believers is to use our voice, to lift up our voice to God. And so maybe for you, this is an act of sacrifice for God and just saying, you know what? Um, all right. I don't feel like singing. I don't like to sing. I don't want people to hear me sing. Um, I don't even like music, but I'm going to stand here and I'm going to sing to God, even though I don't feel it because I'm told to. And, and here's what I'll tell you is I believe if you do that, um, that God will bless you and meet you in that. And, and I don't know whether he'll give you a heart to sing or not, but I think that, uh, you will experience, um, the blessing that comes when we, when we live our lives as a sacrifice, as living sacrifices, putting ourselves on the altar for God. Now it's a small thing to offer as a sacrifice, but for some people, they really don't want to do it. You know? Um, yeah, it's really hard for some. Yeah. And so I think that, that this is one of those things where it's like, it's like getting baptized. We're commanded to get baptized. Are you not saved if you're not baptized? No, of course you're saved, but this is something that God has told us to do. And I've talked with people before that are like, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to get baptized. I don't want to go under the water. I don't like getting wet. Um, I'm nervous about it and I'm just not going to do it. I'm like, well, okay, that's your choice. But I want you to know that this is a command that God has given us to get baptized. Like this is part of what it means to be a believer is to take that step of faith and get baptized. And, um, and when I've seen those types of people that have had that reluctance to it, take that step of faith and getting baptized, I've seen God really move powerfully in their life. And so I think the same thing qualifies and is true for this. It's when, when we have a clear command from scripture and we obey it, even when we don't want to, that God recognizes that and blesses that act of obedience there. What is in this scripture in Ephesians five that went over on Sunday that, you know, it is, has that interaction element where you're not just by yourself singing but you're with other people. Yeah. Um, why do you think we we see that commanded throughout Scripture, not just to sing praise to God, but to do it together with other people? Yeah, I, I think that there's something powerful about being together with the body of Christ. And we've talked about this as we've talked about the church and what it means to belong to the church. And, you know, wherever two or more are gathered, that Jesus is there in the midst of them in, in a powerful way. Um this idea of corporately gathering together, not just, you know, I, I can go off on a hike and listen to worship music and praise God. And it's, and it's good. And that's, we should be doing that. But when you gather together and you're singing together and you're in the church together, and I don't mean in the church, like necessarily in Sunday morning at our auditorium, but it could be when you're in church with other believers, when you're gathered together with other believers and you're singing praise to God, um, there's something really powerful about that interaction with each other and with the Lord. And that's what he's getting at here is that there's something about singing to and with each other and singing to God together that um, opens us up to being filled with the spirit in a way. Um, and this is one of the mm. things I kind of touched on in the message on Sunday, because these two verses, Ephesians five eighteen and 19, he says, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, yeah. but be filled with the spirit. And then the sentence continues and says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. This is all one sentence. It's not meant to be taken apart, even though we yeah. did for the last two weeks, because there's a lot there. <laughs> you told <Yeah>. me to. <laughs> but, um, 
but it's all one sentence. The, the, the being filled with the spirit is intricately correct, connected with praise and worship and corporate response to God. And then at the same time, corporate response to God is intimately connected to being filled with the spirit. This is actually one of the things mm -hmm. that I think is probably the most important about coming together for church every week is that aspect of getting refreshed and refilled in our walk with mm -hmm. the Lord. It's not like you can't get filled with the spirit if you're not showing up at church. Don't get me wrong. But the command, as you talked with us last week about, is to be being filled with the spirit, right? To continually being refilled with the spirit. Um, it's not just a one-time thing. And so as we desire to continually being filled with the spirit, um, what that means is we, we need to be coming back to the source, which is God. And part of that involves doing what he's told us to do as we gather together. And so in a sense, I think David Guzik kind of summed it up well. He said that the connection with being filled with the spirit and praise is significant. Those who are filled with the spirit will naturally praise and praise is a way that we are filled with the spirit. And so, That's so, so the, cool. the, the corporate singing of the church together helps us to let our guard down a little bit and allow God to fill us up. And yeah. I've experienced that I countless that. times because just yeah. sitting there with other believers and you look across the room and you see somebody pouring out their heart to God and it just is like, almost like it, not in like a negative way, but it like breaks your heart open a little bit to like just receive that freshness from the Lord, you know? You know, you, you, you're talking about people who don't like to sing uh, or aren't good at singing. I think the, the only times I can remember really being affected emotionally by another person's worship uh, in a corporate setting wasn't by somebody who sang beautiful, but by somebody who sang horribly. <laughs> and they sang with all of their heart and it just choked yeah. me up. Like the anytime I can think of two instances, you know, and there where um it's just somebody just singing their heart out and it just sounds horrible. Yeah. And and it's just like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it sounds bad. But it's such a beautiful because they're not singing because they're such a great singer. They're singing because they love yeah. the Lord. You know, it's so apparent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I got one last question for you on kind of the subject is um, if I come into church and I've been, I've just been, it's been bad. I'm just like not in a good place and everything, but I'm going to church because I'm going to church and the worship starts, I'm there on time. And the worship starts and they put the words up there and I start singing the songs, but it's not how I feel. Like, I don't feel like doing this, but I do it anyway. Is that fake? Is that something we should do? Uh, you know, like, should we wait until we feel like it and then worship the Lord? Or should we worship him in song, even if we don't feel like it? Yeah. Um, I would say absolutely you worship him even when you don't feel like it. Uh, but I think that there's a difference between doing that and just showing up and offering lip service. Do you know what I mean? Um, like you can mm -hmm. show up and not feel like it and just kind of sing along without actually worshiping him. Do you know what it, it's like? I think you can yeah. show up, you can sing the words, you can read the words on the screen, let them come out of your mouth even. And not, not 
allow yourself to really open up and worship the Lord in that moment. Or you can come in and you can say, like, let's just look at a couple different examples. Let's say one, you've been struggling with sin big time and you feel like a failure. You feel like, who are you to worship God? You're a fraud. You're, you're a hypocrite. Mm. And you come in and you're like just sitting there and you're thinking, I, if I'm singing this song, I'm not meaning it. I know it's not real because I'm, I'm not living like mm. this. What better time than then to really open yourself up and pour your heart out to the Lord and thank him for his grace and his mercy in that moment. And I, like, like we just talked about, allow him then to fill you with his spirit so that he can give you what you need to overcome that struggle that you're going through, that, that sin that you're battling through. Um, he's not looking for perfect people to come to him. You know what I mean? He came not for the healthy, yeah. but for the sick. And so and if you're struggling, what better time to open your heart up and really worship the Lord? Let's say you're coming in and you've just, you've had a rough week or you're grumpy or you just don't feel like it. And it's like, you know, you're there again, you can do the lip service thing and you probably aren't actually worshiping God, or you can choose to say, you know what, God, I don't feel like this right now, but I'm going to choose to worship you anyways. And I'm going to actually open up my heart and allow myself to worship you in spirit and in truth, even though I don't feel like it. And even though I could just sing with lip service right now, I'm going to, I'm going to really pour out my heart to you in this moment. Um, and I believe that that God will meet you in that, you know, um, and I think that that's really the heart that we want to come with. And even, and if you don't have that heart, you come and admit that you don't have that heart to him. Even as you're singing and you're praying, you know, yeah. you're like there, you're singing yeah. a song. It's like, God, I don't feel these words. I don't feel like, you know, I'm reading these things and I know in my mind that they're true, but my heart doesn't confirm that they're true. But you know what? I'm going to sing it anyways. And I'm going to, you know, admit that I don't know everything and just kind of bring it all to him. And, and you know, I think yeah. some of those times are really end up being the most powerful times of connection with the Lord as you're just honest with him and willing to just kind of yeah. lay it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think Isaiah and Jesus both said, uh, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far yeah. from me. You know, that, that idea that you just, you're just saying things, but you're not allowing your heart to be connected. I think like, I know I've had those moments where, we're singing a song and, uh, and it just strikes me like, I don't know. Uh, I was talking with uh, pastor Evan about this last week about like the song, I surrender all. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't think I really do. Yeah. You know, I think there's some things that I don't surrender, yeah. you know, but even, I mean, that is allowing your heart to be engaged when your heart wouldn't be engaged is you're just singing it and you don't surrender yeah. all but you're singing it anyway and you're not allowing your heart to be touched with the fact that you're struggling to surrender yeah. at all. And um, that that would be the uh, heart being far from the Lord. Well, great. I think our time's up, but um, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> I love worship. It's, it really has been something that has affected my relationship with the Lord in such a powerful way. I, I hope Anybody listening to this has experienced that. And if you haven't, man, why not do it this week? Join together and worship the Lord and sing praise to Him. And uh, that'll do it for this week. I hope you can join us next time on Unscripted. 
Thanks for joining us for today's conversation. If you'd like more material from Pastor Nate, you can go to pastornate.com. That's the word pastor, the letter N, and the number eight.com. And for more information about our church, you can connect with us through our website at mountainlife.church. Hope you can join us again next week as we continue the conversation.